Aloha and welcome to the all-new Our Undoing Radio. I am Jeremy Vaney. I am thrilled to be here with you. I've hosted, uh, what, I think this is my, technically my 10th podcast. I've hosted solo or with a co-host. Um, so that's a lot. That's, that's a lot of podcasting experience. And yet, um, from what I've read, people now say, don't do an introductory episode. Because when I started out podcasting, um, it was fairly new and... People would just kind of listen to anything. So you would just put anything out there, right? And you get to it when you get to it. There was no really set schedule unless you were really ambitious and did a weekly show, which um, is something that, that I tended to do. But now there are so many podcasts out there to choose from and so many, I guess, just sort of start up and, and then fade away that that uh, the recommendation in the blogosphere is to not do an introductory episode. Just get right into it and to actually upload a couple of episodes. And if you're going to do an intro, do it and then like take it down. Um, but definitely upload a couple of episodes to show people you're serious. That you're that you're going to be continually doing this. Well, I'll do you one better or like 10 better. <laughs> so I'm going to do this series in in um, seasons so right now, if you go to OurUndoing.com, uh, you'll be able to find this entire season to binge listen. If you're listening to this for free over any of the various airwaves, um, then you are listening to this weekly. But if you pay the pittance, you can, um, you can listen to the entire thing. So the entire thing exists. So that is to say you're guaranteed... Um, at least this full season, uh, is complete and ready to go. And I already know what I'm going to do for season two, and I have an idea for season three. Um, and the reason I'm telling you this is because this is going to be different than at least anything I've done before. It's not going to be any one thing. By season three, I may have a co-host. I may only have a co-host for a season, but I think... What I need to do here, um, you could almost think of these as workshops, as sort of 10-episode or 12-episode workshops. Um, and once the workshop is over, the next season is a brand new workshop. The first two seasons are going to be related. If they had a subtitle, it would be Angry in the Timeline. Um, because this is going to be about, well, really, because the inspiration for doing this show was that there's a lot of anger out there and how do we, how do we get rid of that? How do we make ourselves not angry people? How do we take away our pain? And furthermore, how do we do that with me as the host? Since I'm not a psychologist, not a psychiatrist, uh, no professional of any sort. And, um, I'm no self-help guru or any of that. This isn't about any of that stuff although we'll be touching on some of those themes found in psychology, of course, and self-help guru-iness. But at the end of the day, this isn't going to be about that. This is going to be about how you are thought. This entity that we call the ego or the self is thought, not separate from thought, is thought. And so if we 
come to understand how and why we think, then does that dissolve the thinker? And then what lies beyond that? And I guess if you think about yourself as a graphic equalizer, you know, like you've got with a record player or a CD player or any sort of sound system, uh, you've got this graphic equalizer where the frequencies, you can set them to different levels and, um, and the sound will come in differently. So think of the human self as that graphic equalizer. We've all got the same frequencies, but they are set differently based on a number of things, our culture, our, our parenting, our upbringing. And uh, if you go to a therapist, you are seeking to balance them out, that something is out of balance with your, your graphic equalizer, with yourself, something is out of balance, and you're trying to make that self a better self, better balanced in tune self. And what we're doing here is balancing the self to the extent that you don't go on singing that same old tune, but that you're able to then hear what's really being said when we say, keeping with the analogy, that the graphic equalizer has to go. You could say it's an illusion. You could say whatever you want to call it. It isn't real. It doesn't matter. It just, it needs to dissolve. The self needs to dissolve for us to really understand what human nature means. Because human nature, as we define it now, um, it's a cop-out. It's a, well, well, we're all partial people and we're all going to screw up. And in fact, in psychology, the best you can do is uh, become the least neurotic you can be. But you're still going to be neurotic, you see. And we just take that for granted. We're all going to screw up. We're all, in religious terms, they say sinners. Um, let's question that. Let's see if that isn't what happens when the caterpillar or the pupa uh, refuses to chew through the cocoon and become its butterfly self. Perhaps those are the types of things we tell ourselves to remain cozy warm in the cocoon. Uh, and if true, our little cocoon can't sustain us much longer because our unhealthiness, our partialness, is so out of whack and we're, we've so gained the ability to, um, to wipe ourselves out, not just through war, but through changing the climate and not caring, you know, whatever it is, uh, this apathy we have toward our own uh, possible extinction and the extinction of other animal and insect nations on this planet, it's, it, it's a problem. Let's just put it that way. And this is regardless of uh, whether we actually have that ability or not, because Mother Nature could just say, flick, and Mother Earth can take care of herself, all of that. The point isn't that. The point is us in that equation. Why don't we, on, on the whole, care more? Uh, why aren't we interconnected in an interconnected, what we would call, environment? So you can't change the world out there, but you can take a look at yourself and try to understand yourself. And since we're all the same graphic equalizer, understanding you is understanding the world. And when you fully deeply understand, not just grasp intellectually or have aha moments, uh, moments of empathy, but so deeply that it, that it can fundamentally 
change you, then that is changing the world, isn't it? Now, at OurUndoing.com, we're going to go far deeper than we're going to on on uh, at least this season of this show and next season. This season is going to deal with the personal. Uh, we're going to be deconstructing the personal using me as a guinea pig. I'm going to tell bits of my life story. And you need to do, you know, insert yourself into this Mad Lib. Think of yourself um, and and if anything I say, if you can relate to anything that I say, then do relate it and think of you and, oh, yeah. And that what I'm going to tell you right, you know, in the course of this season is is either a fact or it isn't. These are truths. These are truths about you or and me or or they're not. Um, so you've got to do the work yourself here. You can't just believe me or disbelieve me, one hopes. Um or listen to this for entertainment value or uh or even to feel bad like oh like some you know we're talking about heady subjects depression and anger and so i'm going to be talking about things that potentially you would feel bad for me or embarrassed or something but don't um because i've dealt with these issues i'm doing this for your benefit and of course again we go deeper into it at our undoing.com and i keep saying that website because this is about the only time I'm going to be um, advertising. If I do advertise anything on this show, it's only going to be the website and related stuff. Um, you're never going to find real advertising. Um, I, I don't care about making money or any of that. Um, the website is a pay website, but in the grand scheme of things, it's a finite amount. doesn't go on forever. <laughs> And it's to keep away the unserious trolls. Um, we only want serious people there who care enough to do the work. So, um, and to listen and to learn how to listen, uh, which really is the work. Once you learn how to listen, you're, the work is done. <laughs> you can go home. Um, but who wants to deal with like trolls and silly people? Not, not for this, for other pro podcasts and projects. Fine. Uh, and any of the money that goes into it, this is um, under Jalon Productions LLC. I live on the big island of Hawaii, so it'll be used to bring speakers here and to do conferences and things like this, um, which we'll then record and put on the website, right? So um, it's all going back into uh, your, your value. You're, you're, you're getting more for your money than you realize. But what do you need to know from our undoing for here? Well, I guess what's important to know is that I talk in broad generalizations, I suppose, about what I say are what I call brain people and heart people. And what I mean by that is brain people would be westernized uh, mind, essentially, um, people who are more materialist, logical, rational, and separate. They believe themselves to be autonomous, individual, you know, you and me, <laughs> people from America and Europe, um, and Greece, which I say because I'm part Greek. So thanks, Greeks. Good job, us, uh, putting this into, you know, <laughs> we must argue things or it's not real. So that's uh, sort of what I mean by brain people. Um, that's the, the general culture that when we say, oh, the world, 
And what we really mean is us. What we don't mean usually are heart people or nature cultures, indigenous people, first nations. Um, these are all synonymous. I generally tend to call them heart people because they have a, a deeper heart connection with all that is around us. Um, and themselves. And I don't know about all, but as, as far as I know, all of them do not believe that consciousness um, resides in the brain and that the brain is a big deal at all. But but the heart, on the other hand, that's a big deal. Um, but for my purposes, it is to indicate that um, in our modern or postmodern world, we are brain people. That seems to be where we come from. Um, and then we can tend to go toward heart. We can skew toward heart to some degree, but we're always unconsciously fairly in lockstep with, with our, you know, our dominant culture or lack thereof. Uh, and the thing we don't realize, and yet we sort of do because we yearn for it, is that heart people transcend and include brain people. So it's not as though, you know, the mistake we make is that we we will take like, for instance, like a shamanic retreat or something. We'll take the the fantastical or the self-help part, the magical part, whatever it is, of another culture, and we'll try to adopt it. We'll try to bring it to ourselves, and we'll try to claim to be that um, because we so want to identify as that. I mean, not all of us, obviously, but those who are... Um, self-aware enough to know that something is missing, well, then we believe that we've got to go looking for it. If something's missing, we got to look. So we scour the earth, we scour other cultures, and we see the ones that sort of make us tear up because they're so beautiful and innocent and interconnected and alive in ways that, that we wish we were. So um, we try to adopt their stuff, right? Their way of being. Um and in the end, we co-opt it or we claim to have mastered it or we do anything to um, obscure the fact that we cannot bring that to our mind because that is a different mind. Um, however, we can, through this podcast, if we know how to listen correctly, if we are listening without comparing, without an image in mind, without bouncing what I'm saying off of other things you've heard to either pass it off as, oh, he's just, you know, aping someone else, or um, no, no, that's nonsense because I heard this. If you put all that aside and just listen to what's being said, I think it's quite possible that you will uh, be able to dissolve these issues that we say are my issues. But they're not my issues. They're not your issues. They're the issues that are the self that comprise the self. And when we dissolve these issues, we become vaguer and vaguer. The brain self, brain people become vaguer and vaguer. And uh, once brain self is completely annihilated, then there is a recontextualizing of self in heart. And so what that means is we don't just understand intellectually or, or longingly yearning for, um, or sometimes visit, uh, emotionally, but then snap back like a rubber band to our rigidity in terms of our being interconnected, the interconnectivity. So we can, in fact, transcend and include brain self within heart self. So it doesn't mean you become a woo-woo, mushy new ager. No, 
because heart people aren't that. Heart people are logical and rational. It's just that that logic and rationality is in service to their understanding and their listening to each other, to nature, to all of it in a way that we tend not to do. We tend to use logic and rationality as tools to try to conquer these things, to try to master these, you know, nature and to discover, right? We love to discover and make new discoveries and all of that that aren't really new. So with any bit of luck, <laughs> we will uh, transcend our brain selves into heart self and do not get this mixed up with quote unquote enlightenment or whatever, the final stage of us, the butterfly. Uh, this is not necessarily that. This is, it can, it can certainly feel like that the moment we feel our interconnectivity. And I'm sure many, many of you listening have had an experience of feeling interconnected with everything and feeling that and going, ah, we are one and, and all of that. And um, that feeling, that joy and that, and all of it, um, the blissed out state isn't it, but it's certainly um, a necessary step in the right direction, if you want to call it that, or it's, um, it's again, recontextualizing the self so that the right order within us, the correct order, the natural order um, is in alignment. And so that we are healthy. That's all. If that makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, it will make sense. Hopefully over the course of this journey, course, it doesn't have to be a journey. It can be instantaneous. I mean, essentially what we're talking about here is getting rid of the blockages, the things in the way of no thing, of nothingness. Nothingness, which is pure consciousness. Consciousness, which in which all things are embedded and um, exist. Being, pure being, right? So I'm not the first to have said this, I'm sure. When you're not doing, you're being. Um, but what is pure being doing? Pure being is being. That's all. But that all is all, right? It's all. Capital letters, all. So what is it being? It's being all things. One of those things is you right now. With your tiny bit of body self-awareness, thought, the thought that believes it is a thinker separate from thoughts. Uh, it needn't be that way. You Certainly we can continue to identify that way until such time as uh, we're, you know, extinct and cockroaches take over. Sure, we could do that. Uh, or we can see that that the body is already doing. The body is already time. You know, the physical nature is time. Just So the psychological nature doesn't also have to be psychological time. It's natural for once we, you know, the, the person wakes up um, and looks around and becomes conscious and, and models the self on the appearance of separation, right? Models the self on its own bodily functions, models the self on what it's picking up with its senses, models itself on the fear of the unknown, which is the fact that, well, we live, we die, and what is that? That's everything. Those three things are basically everything that go into us. And then the rest we've made up from there. 
And I think we've had just about enough of figuring out how to fit into that world and be the, the best you and me we can be uh, while we give lip service to oneness and interconnectivity and um, heart cultures and all of that. And we, you know, we'll go, we'll listen to uh, people from indigenous cultures speak and maybe we'll tear up, we'll cry because it's so beautiful. And why can't we have that? Or no, oh, teach me, teach me how. All of that is just noise, right? It's our noise. It's our way of remaining as we are. And the sooner we understand that and, and get real with it, not in a judgmental way, but just see the fact of it. That fact is clarity, right? Once you see something, you can't, you can't be in darkness anymore with it, right? So just the seeing it is the only doing we need. It's the only action that we need. So let's see how we run from our true nature. Why we do this, again, uh, maybe it'll be fleshed out better in uh, a future season. It certainly is at ourundoing.com. Um, so come there. Learn this stuff. Understand this stuff. And let's see who we really are beneath the facade of this worldly me. But in the meantime, also, let's get this worldly me right with itself. Because the me needs to dissolve as the controlling factor. But that doesn't mean that the me is completely irrelevant. And um, the me is the gateway or the, I don't know what the right word would be translator uh, between timeless. Now consciousness, love and time, which just makes up stuff about love, but doesn't really know anything or rather when it hears it or even feels it or experiences it, wants it, desires it. So takes it and, and essentially kills it. I mean, the second timelessness hits the time stream, <laughs> it's dead. It is time. So it becomes sort of solidified. It becomes words and feelings and something to talk about and write poetry about and pontificate on and have a philosophy about. But that's not being, right? That's not being love. That's not being timeless. These are not things we, the selves of psychological time, can be. Here in America, we cherish freedom on paper. Right? We idealize it. We put it on a pedestal and we say, let's build toward that. We're never going to get there. It's never going to be perfect, but let's build toward it. That's what an ideal is. It's something that you strive to be because you aren't that now and you never will be. That's why we call it an ideal. You strive to be the thing you'll never be. And just wanting to be it is good enough, <laughs> right? Well, that ain't good enough. I mean, it is. It's fine. It's the way we've been for thousands and thousands of years, right? But what else are we? When we get off of paper, when we, when we abandon the rules, the rules that come from the little voice inside, that tells us we're not whole, but, but what we translate it into what we're missing. Because we're separate, dualistic people. We break up insight into insights. We break up this one movement, this one flow of timelessness, into ideas in time. And things that we can do or strive toward. Goals. 
movements. It's all a mistranslation of the voice. The voice isn't saying, this is what you're missing, so go seek these things out and plug the hole. The voice is saying, wake up, wake up wholeness, wake up, (laughs) wake up to your wholeness. The voice is you. It's a form of schizophrenia or multiple personality disorders, whatever you want to call it. It's in all of us until it isn't. And that's the part that's hard to believe. That's the part that we separate off and say, well, that is a belief. Or you're just being clever. But here's the thing. I don't wear a man bun. I don't have a wizard beard. I don't look the part of the guy who's going to be having this discussion with you. I certainly don't think I sound like that guy. So that culty, new-agey, you-control-your-own-reality thing that we've been hearing over and over and over again, that's done. This should be as common as the common person, right? And it's serious. It's totally serious. But it's so serious that we must have a sense of humor about it. Not become self-serious shells of humanity or plastered on smile, you know, oh, I I have a great sense of humor telling everyone how, how you love to laugh when really you're a writhing ball of confusion inside. You both want attention and want to repulse people and put up these barriers and defense mechanisms. Now, obviously, that's not everyone listening to this, right? And if it isn't, then how do you relate to that? What in you says, oh, yeah, no, I'm not that person, but I've been there in this other way. And explore that. Explore why it is that you've been there in that way. And if it is you, stop and don't get angry with me and, and um, or laugh it off, but really see it. In our culture, we'd say, own it, but don't own it. Just see it. Understand it. The understanding is the letting go. So that's it. That's my pitch. (laughs) Maybe you've uh, had a great waking up just listening to this, and now you're fine and don't need to listen to the next nine or however many episodes there are going to be. I mean, originally I was going to do 10 episode seasons, but I already have 12 in mind for this. So it may be 10, it may be 12. I don't know. We'll see. But if not, then maybe I'll just roll them over to the next season. Look at how that works. I mean, really, the, the great thing about this show is it is freedom in a sense. It's, um, I mean, I, I would roughly like to have each episode be a half hour or more. Uh, but other than that, there's no strict format. There's no just spinning my wheels after a season or two of doing this, what is called positive negation or deconstructing the self, peeling away the layers of the onion of self until there's nothing there. Um, well, you know, how many times do I need to do that? <laughs> well, as many as I do, but then I'm done. So uh, when I'm done, I will switch to a, a completely new type of show. And that's what this is. So get ready, get set. And now that we're done, go on over to OurUndoing.com, sign up for a month, get a lifetime membership, whatever you'd like to do. And then you can uh, get right into all of this season right now and all of the other content there. There's 
there's video, there's audio, there's a kajillion essays, there's a message board, you know, so go be serious about this, get involved, unravel you. So many of us think that life is a mystery, but the real mystery happens when you unravel you. So let's get to that. And if you don't want to, you don't have to, obviously. You can uh, just wait till next week and the next episode will be out wherever you're listening to this now. Um, and if you would like to but can't afford it, write to me, jeremy at ourundoing.com, J-E-R-E-M-Y at ourundoing.com. And um, let's see, uh, let's see what I can do for you. I mean, seriously, please don't be shy because I know what it's like to be broke and I can't stand that so many of these quote unquote spiritual um, workshops and websites and all that are so freaking expensive. And for what? So like I said, at least this is a finite thing, but if you can't afford it, I don't want you to miss out. So uh, like I said, write to me, just don't feel bad about it. Jeremy at OurUndoing.com. Okay, I think that is a great place to leave it and a great leaping off point for our personal deconstruction starting next episode. We'll see you then, everyone. And remember, listen for the sake of listening. Not to gain anything, not to argue anything. Just listen for the sake of listening and understand what's being said in your own life. Apply it to you. And see what happens when you fall away. Be brave.